Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. I am real excited about the topic today. Can you hear from my voice? My motivational quote is by Peter Drucker, and it says, the most important thing in communication is hearing what isn't said. In sales, service, or even if you're in a support position, as well as perhaps running your own business, let's face it, a key attribute that's needed for success is exceptional communication skills. So we know this is critical for our individual success, but also for our organizational success. When we talk about communication skills, let's face it, there, there's a lot of moving parts. For example, um, things I teach, three components or key components of communication is how we use our tone of voice, the words we choose, and really, really the most important is our nonverbals or what we call body language. Does your body know what it's saying? That's a, that's a big one I ask all the time. So here's some facts about each of these skills. Body language actually accounts for 55% of how our message is received. 38% is our tone of voice and how we're actually heard. And then the last is the words, which only account for 7%. So even if you don't you have the, the, the perfect vocabulary, that's not necessarily going to inhibit your results. Now, listening, another big one, is a huge skill. We don't even have time to talk about that today. Really, listening has become in our society an optional skill, which is kind of sad because when you ask a question, you have to go into listening mode. Now, in addition to these basic skills, our brains are all wired a certain way, and we communicate really from our own perspective. This perspective of thinking has, of course, both the strengths as well as challenges associated with each of these styles. So how do we know what our style is and what the impact as to how our message is actually received? So today, this is why I'm very excited. My guest is Carrie Green, and she is going uh, to teach us all about profit profile and the strengths of, of challenges that are, correspond with each. Carrie Green is a speaker, coach, and author. I want to give you these two books because it might be nice for your summer reading uh, because you're worth it, How to Make More Money by Charging More Money, and the other uh, book is Chaos to Cash, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Eliminating Chaos, Overwhelm, and Procrastination so we can create ultimate profit. Carrie works with entrepreneurs on marketing, sales, and creating a business they want instead of the one that everyone kind of tells them they should have. Get ready to unlock some secrets and define your profit profile so you don't leave money on the table. So Carrie, thank you. And I, you know, you can hear my voice. I'm just so excited. This is one of my favorite topics. It is so cool. And you know, once I, div I first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I, I, I adore you, and I love this topic as well. So we are going to have an absolute blast doing it. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things I've discovered about these profiles is it's kind of like you know all those, all those little games we see on Facebook. You know, what's your color? What's your animal? What's your you know what cat are you? What dog are you? They're all kind of fun and exciting. This one, however, 
actually tells you where you leave money on the table, what you do really well at, what you might want to get somebody else to do. And it's, it's more than fun. It works. And yep. I'm so thrilled to be sharing this with you. And, and yeah, and Carrie, you know, before we begin, I do want to tell everybody, when Carrie and I started talking about this whole communication concept, we were, as we were chatting, we are like, holy smokes, this is a huge one. So what we've agreed to do is we're actually going to do two shows back to back. So today's topic is discover your profit profile and increase profits. Next week, we'll do a part two. And in that series, we're going to discuss what really, what's really on your mind, messaging to attract your ideal client. So um, I think the two really work well together. And the framework is really built on what we're going to talk about today. So tune into both. I think you'll find them both extremely helpful. And hopefully, we stop leaving money on the table. All right, let's jump in today. So profit profiles. You talk about the profit profiles. I did my test online, everyone, and we'll tell you how you can do that too. So what are they and how did you actually discover them, Carrie? You know, it was so interesting. I, I've spoken to lots and lots of people. I've been in business since 2003, and there have been lots of people that have crossed my, um, either I've shaken their hand or I've spoken on the phone or one way or, no, one way or another have uh, worked with them. And I've seen some very specific things going on with people. Like there are people who tell me, and we'll go into what all these things mean, tell me that they want to just put every single um, bell and whistle on every project and every program that they create because it's going to help everybody. There are other people that I speak with every day who will tell their clients who who rather only see the big picture of stuff. And once the big picture is there in their mind, well, the project is done and they're ready to move on. And they get bored of that things that they're working on and they get bored of what they're working on for their clients. It's like when leaving money on the table in the most interesting but very specific ways. We're helping our clients. We're communicating really well sometimes and really poorly other times. And as I started to look at the similarities across the board, I started to see very distinct profiles of people and have created these profiles to support it. And they really are. Um, I like the titles, which we'll get into. You're going to define what each is. But it's um, when you just read the titles, you think, oh, yeah, that could be me. And then, of course, when you do the test, it does define it. So in your opinion, meeting all these people, what do you think, which is the best profile to have? Oh, it really doesn't matter. They are all wonderful. And good I'll tell you this, <laughs> they also all have exactly what's going to come up and bite you. <laughs> you, know, That's, when you, yep. you know, what happens is you're going to hear one and you'll say, oh, yes, please, 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 pick me, pick me. I want to be a director. I want to be a translator. And then you'll say, oh, my God, thank God, I'm not a translator. Thank God, I'm not a director or whatever it is. Because that's not how they're wired. No, it's what's interesting. It's more than not. It's you know they all have advantages. They all have disadvantages. You know, I mentioned before um, just those silly profiles you see on Facebook. You know, your favorite color is blue. Well, that's wonderful, except when you're wearing blue and it happens to perfectly match the background of the the wall you're standing in front of, and you blend right <laughs> in. You know, so they all are great until they're not. That's right. There's I right strengths and challenges. That's what makes us so awesome. All right. So I think we should jump in. Uh, everybody's going. All right. Get to the profiles already. So why don't I think before break we'll have a chance to discuss two of them. So I'll let you pick. 
Okay, yeah, I'm just going to pick them in random order. Let's start with perfectors. Okay. Our perfectors are amazing people. And you're going to hear me say that about every single one of them because they're <laughs> all truly amazing. This world could not exist without perfectors. For we sure. need them in our world. Um, what I have seen about perfectors, they are amazing at seeing details. They're amazing at the moving parts. Uh, a detailed list that they get to cross things off of is among their favorite things in the world. Mm. They're, um, they tend to... They tend to be very methodical. They tend to be very thoughtful, very analytical. And they can get huge profits. You know, one of, their, one of the things that they really excel at are these details. And they can make a lot of money, which is good, because they can show people exactly how to do things. Now, I told I you was, the flip side. Go ahead. Go, no, I was going to say, um, when, as you're describing that, I'm thinking of our inventors like an Albert Einstein. My dad is an engineer by trade, so he is extremely methodical and could break things down. Um, yeah. So I would think that computer science or engineers, that kind of, um, they're creators. They create new things. They create and um, they see the detail. That's really their strength. It's a detail in, their, in the here and now. Sure, sure. And you know, so we, what's interesting is, let me just back up one second. Everyone's got two profiles. You've got a primary and a secondary profile. That, that's, those are the things that drive us. And you are a combination. So you're going to hear me say something in each of these four profiles, and you're going to say, wait a second, that's me. Right. So, and, and that's okay. But there really are two that drive us. So my guess is for our inventors, this isn't their primary profile. My, their primary profile is more likely a director or a translator. However, okay. this could very well be a secondary profile for them. Okay. Okay. And so what would be a challenge for a perfecter? Well, on the flip side, for our perfectors, one of the things that's happening is they're very much sucked into the detail and the day-to-day -day what's happening. And because of that, lose sight of the big picture. And they're going to sacrifice that big picture for the detail. So you might be, you know, a perfector may very well say, I'm going to do these five more things because they're so important for the success of this project. Meanwhile, the project is already done. And they really <laughs> don't need those four more things. Sure. And they've lost track of the real goal being I don't know, to get that project out there, to get the new clients, to get the website done, to make the phone call or whatever it is, just to get a couple more of those little things crossed off of their to-do list. So perfectors really excel at mapping the intricacies of anything. They really excel at um, being on top of the newest and most efficient ways of doing things. Mm. Their focus is on the here and now, and they can get a lot done every single day. It's awesome. On the flip side, though, they tend to overlook the quickest or most obvious routes in favor of the newest one because like, mm. they might get sucked into the newest trend. So something that's been working, they may say, oh, next, I'm going to just do this newest thing because it's even better. They might get a lot of stuff done, but they're rarely finishing things because mm. they want to get another piece done. Mm. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, when they work with their clients, their focus is on the present and not on the long-term goal. I mean, imagine a sales conversation where you're talking about what you're going to have at the end of the week as opposed to what this project is going to do for them long-term. Mm. 
Sure. You know, your value proposition really shifts there. And you know, they could also have a real tendency to overwhelm prospects with all the details. Oh, definitely. I want details. <laughs> I got enough. Yeah. I, I just tell me what's going to happen at the end. Yeah, yeah. And what's the other one before break? Let's talk about one more. Okay, we'll get one more in there. Let's talk about a translator. And I will okay. tell you my primary profile is that of a translator. And can I share your profile with everybody, sure. Connie? Sure, uh, sure. You're also a translator as a primary yeah. profile. Yeah. So you and I share the same profiles. Primary is translator, secondary is connector. Mm-hmm. So our translators are all about strategy. They definitely see big picture, but for them it's all about the strategy. They need to to know why. And let me give you a quick example of that. Um, when I was in math back in college, I did really well through algebra and um, trigonometry and all that other sort of stuff. And then they put me in a calculus class. And in calculus, I was you know, really good at all the other stuff. In calculus, I asked a question at one point of my professor, and I said, well, why does this work? And he said to me, oh, you'll learn that in math. Who knows what number came next? And that didn't work for me. I needed to understand the why in order for it to work. Sure. It's about the strategy. And you say sure, but a lot of people isn't sure. A lot of people understand it at that moment and don't need to understand the strategy in order to understand how to do something. As a translator, I need to understand that strategy or nothing works. So our I was going to say, why, wait, Carrie, I was going to say, my favorite question is why. <laughs> exactly. And that's not important to everybody. And I it's get important that. Thing for us to realize sure. that as a translator, you may be trying to explain everybody why, 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 and they couldn't care less. Exactly. So that's a place where we're leaving money on the table. Sure. We tend to be natural guides and teachers. We yes. tend to, we, I'm saying we because it's you and I, but translators yes tend to be very good at simplifying complex problems. Yes. So to a translator, it may seem really obvious, and we could just say, oh, okay, next, we solved the problem. And our clients may be very eager to buy that solution from us. However, because we are seeing those solutions so clearly, we don't see the value in that. Absolutely. Charging for it. We also, because we are so great at simplifying complex problems, make the problem sound a lot less complex than it is. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I walk into a room and I calm the environment. <laughs> I, I just can simplify it. And when you calm an environment, that's not real good for sales. You know, I'm just laughing because. You know when people are freaking out, and I always let people vent because I believe that's a component of communication. They're they're so built up with this energy. Let them decompress and vent. So I let them vent, and then then I break it down, and I go, okay, so like what's the worst thing that could happen, right? And I always ask the whys and all that. And then at the end, I go, so the bottom line, this is whatever the problem or situation you're facing. And here's kind of the solution. And people will look at me and go, like, how'd you do that? And I think to myself, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. There's Whatever the problem is, and, and I say this all the time to my kids, oh, this is so hard, this is ridiculous, it's impossible. And I say, no, every problem has a solution. You just have to breathe, look at the problem, and then the solution will come to you once you are calm that you allow clarity in. But everybody doesn't have the ability to do that, so you're absolutely right. I think, 
I just have to tell them, ah, this little vent, here's the problem. But here's, and then as soon as you give the solution, they go, oh, doesn't mean they know how to execute the solution. Exactly. But yes, but they'll say, oh, that, that makes so much sense. So yes, I am the solution, I am the solution wizard. <laughs> yes. You know, as a translator, you excel at getting ideas from like random places, like all of a sudden sure. it just makes sense to you. Yep. Translators are great at getting to the core of an issue, finding strategy-based solutions, great at brainstorming, simplifying ideas, making simple plans. On the flip side, you know there's a flip side. It's um, <laughs> so possible to work in isolation without those ideas that Definitely. form your building blocks. Um, your to-do list must be tied to strategy. Yeah. And that's kind of like my example of not being able to do calculus mm. and get the strategy. Mm. A lot of difficulty working from a blank page. Mm. And we have a tendency to make everything sound so simple mm. um, that prospects often leave the phone calls, you know, if it's a sales conversation, feeling inspired, and then go hire somebody else. <laughs> No one does that to me, Carrie. Because <laughs> I that's the other thing I say to everybody, you don't ever say no to Connie Whitman. It's like it's a joke. I mean I am really a gentle giant. I am a giant. I'm five eleven, right, Carrie? You're you we giggled I'm of five the size. Yeah, you seem I, a lot taller than me. Yeah, it's so funny. But yes, I'm a gentle giant, but I don't take no for an answer. So because my strategies are always right. See, that's the other side of me. We have to take a quick break and I hope everybody is enjoying this topic because I think when we can embrace our strengths but equally embrace those challenges that's where the change architecture change right that's where that change can manifest and make us better and stronger and, and more successful and not leave money on the table which I think is a big one so let's take a real quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the other two it's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn it's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back. We are speaking with Carrie Green, and we're talking about profit profiles and how each of us, there's four distinct um, strategies or ideas, and we're a combination of two, and then really a combination of four is what we're talking about. Um, with each of these profiles, we have strengths, and then we have those challenges. So let's talk about the next two. Which one do you want to do? Okay, we're going to do directors next. I see okay. a lot of entrepreneurial directors. Yeah. And lots of them. Uh, I also see a lot of all the other ones, but directors, tons. Um, directors see the big picture. They instantly see the vision. Uh, they know exactly what direction somebody should go in. Mm -hmm. they, you know, it, they're visionary people. Mm -hmm. They're incredibly creative, lots of ideas for themselves, lots of ideas for other people. And frankly, as an entrepreneur, 
ideas make you money. So it's a really good thing. And money, of course, well, money ends up in our bank account. We get to send our kids to college because sure. really, there are too many kids going to college these days. Um, <laughs> That's another topic, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing we could talk about, right? Um, on the flip side, directors get bored really easily. Um, they're very much idea people, and they're not planners. And unlike our translators, their plans are their ideas aren't necessarily geared to strategy. So a lot of our directors are our bright, shiny object people. Mm-hmm. So uh, many projects get started, uh, although a lot of them don't get finished. And a lot of details tend to fall through the cracks with our directors. And when these projects aren't finished, whether it's for themselves or or for their clients, they're leaving lots and lots of money on the table. They're also feeling poorly about themselves because they don't trust themselves to finish things. So I would think, so director, if I'm a director, that's what I lead with. I would think you would want a perfecter on your team. Oh, yeah. Almost like a safety net for you to remember we have to do this. Remember we have to do that. You know what I mean? And and pick up the slack. Yeah. And if it's not a perfecter on your team, it's very much having somebody to help you remember the details. Sure. Having those systems in place. And, you know, our... Translators need the right people on their team also. Our connectors do also. Our perfectors need somebody to help remind them of the vision. You know, we all need that kind of support, but our directors really need somebody to help them see the details, um, to help them, you know, um, there are a lot of coaches out there. The coach that I work with is more of a director herself, and she helps me see that big-term picture. When I'm working with my clients, especially when I'm working with my director clients, one of the things we're working on very specifically is what are the next steps? How are you going to do the next step? Who's going to help support you through that next step? So those are the kinds of, you know, it's differences in the kind of support you're looking for also. Yeah. And that's why I think, see, again, this is why I think this is such a, a, an important topic for all of us because, yeah, we have our strengths, but when you can identify those challenges, you're going to bring the right people on the project or the right people to go to a meeting with you or the right mm-hmm. people to have your back and get things done at the office when you're out, you know, doing your networking and all of those yeah. things. So we have to know our limitations. What's the, what's the last one? So let me just tell you really quick, you know, just a couple of things our directors are great at. Sure. Uh, creative geniuses, huge visions for themselves, huge visions. They can inspire like nobody's business. Focusing on that big picture, um, they need help again with those details. They don't trust themselves. So those are some of the things that are going on there. Um, as a connector, a connector is our fourth, our fourth profile. Mm-hmm. Our connectors tend to... Our connectors are amazing. They really are. And what's most important to our connector is the impact that their work has on other people. Their clients adore them. They adore their clients, and it's a wonderful relationship there. On the flip side, they have a tendency to allow other people to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. They, ha- they want to put other people first because they love other people and they can, ne- and they can neglect themselves. And they could often give away services uh, because they're really valuing the connection over profits. Uh, they're the kind of people who, uh, I remember when my kids were younger, and my kids are now all college-aged, they're 22 and 20. Um, but when my kids were younger, you'd get the phone call from the PTA or you'd get the phone call from some 
you know, from anybody and say, hey, can you do me a favor and help me with this? Or maybe a colleague calls you and says, hey, can you do me a favor and just, you know, review my book for me and uh, give me a review on it. And you're the first one to say yes all the time because you know it's going to be so wonderful for them. But meanwhile, you've ignored your calendar. You've ignored everything else. So you tend to put yourself last and the connection and the impact that you're having on other people first. Our connectors know what to say and when to say it. They work incredibly well in teams. They inspire success. They inspire confidence in people. Um, they can see how people can help each other. You know, the networking piece of it, It does. if you're a connector first, now my secondary profile is a connector. So you said yours is as well. I am an introvert, very, very much an introvert. And being a connector does not mean you're extroverted or introverted. It just means that you can see how those connections work. You understand that and you can put people together. Um, you can establish deep relationships on a sales conversation. People adore you. You give great advice as a connector. But on the flip side... You're saying yes, regardless of the impact that your decision is going to have on yourself. You often will do things based on the, other pe- on the impact it's going to have on other people, so you're giving everything away. And I was talking to somebody just the other day, and she said to me, Carrie, I was able to help them. I didn't need to ask for the sale. I just helped them right there and then. Like, what do you mean you didn't ask for the sale? You're not in business then. <laughs> wow. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating what's happening because of this and through this. We, and, and I think the reality is we don't realize we're doing it. And, and it goes back to all of these challenges. They are what they are, but that doesn't mean we, can, we should say, oh, let me accept that's the way I am. I think that's a ridiculous response because if, if, it, if you're in business or you're a leader of an organization, um, your job is to coach the, the people on your team, right, to make them stronger and better and address those challenges, build on strengths and then address the challenges so they work on them. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're leaving money on the table. That's, that's just crazy because, you know what, we're not in business as a charity. Uh, here's the other thing, though, I will tell you. I don't nickel and dime. My client's not who I am. It's not, and whether I'm leaving money on the table at times, to me, it's like, oh, and I just I want to give a quick example. I have one client. They were new at the time, and I've been with them now, like, eight or nine years but um anyway so talk about relationship right i'm very blessed but anyway new to this client they call me and they said we need a we're doing an outbound like call kind of thing business development do you have like an introductory letter i don't use letters i just go out and meet people so i don't like send a letter and then follow up to me that's a wasted step but i get it some people need it so the person, my contact said to me, we, you know, we have another consultant and we asked and he wants to charge like $500 for a letter or something. So I was like, all right. I said, just, this is what you want. I kind of confirmed what they were looking for and I hung up. And so now I answered the phone. So I was, my workflow was disrupted. So I sat there for about five minutes and I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. I banged out a letter in 10 minutes, I want to say, you know, edited, kind of make sure the grammatical uh, pieces are in place. And I shoot it back to her and she emails me back. I'm glad we don't pay you by the minute. So LOL, how much do we owe you? And I responded like, are you kidding me? (laughs) This took me 10 minutes 
I'm not charging you for that. And here's the value, and this I think is important to understand. That 10 minutes, they, they, it, they were impressed, right? Number one, they saw how responsive I was, but my intelligence as well, that I could understand what they were looking for and then create something quickly for them, okay? I think that added value at the time, and that's why they come back to me, hey, Con, can you do this? Hey, Con, can you do that? We're seeing this deficit. Can you do this? And I'm like, absolutely, we can develop a program. So I think you have to be cautious that you don't always charge for everything because I think that's crappy, but I also think that you have to get paid your worth. Um, so I think it's a fine balance. I don't know, Kara. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And you know, we've spoken about uh, my value formula before. Yes. And one of the things is that letter you, you, know, you typed out in 10 minutes took you 10 minutes to do and not seven hours to do or whatever, weren't able to do it at all because of the years and years and years of experience here Absolutely. on the table. Yep. And you have paid a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of sweat and blood and everything else over the years in order to gain that. So it absolutely is worth quite a bit of money, quite a bit of equity of whatever type to be able to provide for the person who receives it. And the the problem that the person who received it was now, whatever was going on for for the corporation who you did it for, you solved a major problem for them by being able to create that letter and deliver it to them. And that too was worth money. Now, then it comes back to being a translator. So number one is you have to recognize that the thing that you created was worth something, that there was a value to it. Well, I agree. You, a minute to do, 10 minutes to do, or 12 hours to do, agree. there was a value to it. And then it comes back to the translator part, what is the strategy here? What is it that you, Connie, are looking to achieve by providing this letter to them? Are you looking to achieve the long-term result? Are you looking to achieve the fact that right in the here and now, we've solved this problem and they're going to pay you $1,000 or $10,000 or $2 million or $3 or whatever your price is on that? And you then took what you were able to do and applied a long-term strategy to it. Yeah, and that's for me. the thing that what a connector does. Right. A connector is going to see, I just like them so much. This was able to help them. I don't need to make money on this. This was so easy for me, and I am happy to help them achieve that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm always looking, looking at the strategy. Understanding yeah. behind it. Does that yeah. make sense? It, it, it totally does. I, you know, this is so interesting, and I anybody that hasn't um, done, like, a profile – you really need to because to understand who you are is wonderful. It does a couple of things. Um, it gives you your own strategy or idea of, hmm, that's interesting. I do have that as a challenge. I should address that. But on the flip side, if you understand how your um, communication, what drives you, you'll start to identify that in your customers. And that's where you could start to modify and not leave money on the table. We're actually out of time, Carrie. So here's the thing. How can I know it goes so fast? But more next week, guys. I'm telling you, we have a part two. Now, 
I do hope that everyone goes to your website. This is a free service let that me, Carrie let offers. Let me tell you where to go. Go ahead. Yes, um, please. It is www.carriegreencoaching.com, and Carrie Green Coaching is C-A-R-R-I-E-G-R-E-E-N-E. There's an E at the end of green. I'm sorry, but it's there. Coaching.com <laughs> slash profile. P-R-O-F-I-L-E. Yeah. com slash profile. Yep, and if I, I had trouble getting in on that. I just went to your website, and I think it's I looked moving, on... though. It's moving. Oh, it's so moving. I okay. I'm 100% sure that com slash profile works. Perfect. So, guys, I do recommend you go there. It's the first step to improving your communication and your really giant step to not leave money on the table. Um, the other thing, everyone, I promise I will put Carrie's uh, you know what? I'll put the website and then I'll put the profile underneath. And then I won't put your email because they could connect through your website too. It's just too many Absolutely. links on the platform. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're, if you're driving, no, no writing while you're driving, I promise, um, Carrie's website as well as the profile link will be on the webtalkradio.net, um, under the architect of change. It'll be there for you guys. All right. Also check out her two books because you're worth it. How to make more money by charging more money and chaos to cash an entrepreneur's guide to eliminating chaos overwhelm and procrastination so you could create ultimate profit. Again, I think they're two good summer reading books. With your feet in the sand, you could get some motiv motivation how to make some more money. And uh, don't forget, you have to send me your emails at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. So it's W-H-I-T. M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. Again, share your stories, your successes, your ideas. Maybe you should be a guest on the show, right, Carrie? They could be a guest, too. And it's so much fun. <laughs> it really is. Uh, or just share ideas that maybe you'd like me to spotlight on the show to help others. So I'm happy to do that, okay? Again, everyone, I promise I'll post uh, Carrie's information so you literally can click and go right to her website. And as usual, I hope you'll join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's so easy if you just rethink and reorg your head. Thanks again, Carrie, uh, just for being an awesome guest with an awesome topic and um, all the insights that you shared I think were, were really helpful. Have a great one. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you all for joining me. You're listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much and have an inspired week, everyone. Been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.